Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. We are here where we have beer and uh, we are going to steer this conversation in some great places. I, that was a rhyme. Do you like how it was rhyming? I once lied to my cousins when I was 11 years old and they were 10 and 7 and told them that I had won a Michael Jackson impression and freestyle rap battle. And they, bless them, pretended to believe me. I don't know if they actually did. But, I think you uh, used that too at one time. I think I believe one night at the pig we were playing a game of like telling lies and yeah. trying to decide if someone was lying or not. And I feel like you used that one, and then you were like, "I used it because funny story." Right, right. It it really kind of was. I mean, I have never won a. I've never participated in a rap battle, let alone won a rap battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, my rhymes are tight. I think. But They're pretty tight. I don't have rhythm. I don't know. They're how my, compact. My flow is awkward. They could be tighter. I feel like I have a, a stubby flow. Yeah. My flow is stubby. Yeah. And There's a little bit of hitch in your flow's giddy up. That's what I'm thinking. So it's going to be difficult for me. And also, like, the Michael Jackson impersonation part, that was outlandish. Yeah. I look nothing like Michael Jackson. No. Nor do I have moves like Michael Jackson. No. I can go, woo-hoo, but it doesn't quite... I mean, that's a pretty good woo-hoo, but you can't do any of the physical components of the Mm woo-hoo. Of which there are many. Children, if you you aren't familiar with the many phases of woo-hoo of Michael Jackson... Uh, do some Googling, because one, he was, there's a lot of woohoo that's positive as, a, as an amazing performer, but there's some bad woohoos that also maybe be pre- like knowledgeable about before you dig into the, to the oeuvre of, of pop music that he produced. I uh, really uh, double bonus points on oeuvre there. Um, yeah. Can I ask you a question? I guess. The question is, like... Did, were you ever in a place where you told an outlandish lie as a child about something you had done or something that you you achieved? Yeah. What can I ask? What it was? Oh, there's probably a few of them. Is there, are there any that there's a couple stick coming to, to mind? To memory. Um. Hmm. Oh, there's a couple that I don't know that that are appropriate to share. Oh my gosh. I mean, we share a lot of things on here. This I is know. A, it's a pretty open forum. I know. But I also don't want to make you feel awkward. Yeah. Um, is there one you can share? Um, yeah, probably. What, what am I... Were you, was it a rap battle? There was, there was one time I, I was trying to convince somebody that, uh, that, that girls didn't pee out of their vaginas, they peed out of their butts. And yeah. I was like consistently lying because he had missed a cup he'd been like had the flu and missed right. some days of health class and i was just like oh man you missed it right. like you would think that the, the pee on that side no nah, yeah. it's out the butts my guy wow wow did 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 anybody ever correct that or does he think he still goes around thinking 
that women... I think a couple people weren't willing to let me play that game, and were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ruin this for me. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's something special uh-huh. that you managed to pull I feel like out. they were they didn't completely buy it. They were maybe confused. I don't know. Right. What wow. about you? I mean What's an outlandish lie you told this I mean, child? I was just going on my 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 Michael Jackson thing. Uh, the one about you being able to rap and dance. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean I feel like that was a pretty that was that was probably my most monumental one. Yeah. Um It's I, a big it's a big one. Yeah. It's a biggie. It, it was. It was. I, I, uh, try to think what, what, what else, um, what else I tried to convince people of when I was a kid. I mean, I was, uh, I was basically for all intents and purposes until I was eight years old, I was an only child. So yeah. I didn't have a lot of other interaction with, with like kids. Um, but I flipped it because my sister's older. So I had a sibling up till, when she started going to college, mm. and then she was around a little bit here and there. There was... Uh, There's also family back here, so she would travel here some in the summer. There was a girl named Eliza Habiger who mm-hmm. lived, uh, which, I mean, that's like the most kind of... Speaking like, of Habigers, we're going to get into more fantasy nerd stuff again. We said we would last time we will, but continue your story about this particular Habiger. Well, her name was Eliza Haberger, and she mm-hmm. had an older brother named Simon Haberger. Mm-hmm. And I used to hang out with Eliza Haberger, mm-hmm. and she was like a like a, a kid of hippies, and she was like a total tomboy. and And I think that's where my love of lesbians, which we have charted this as a lifetime sort of thing, like it started with Eliza Haberger, not because she was a lesbian, and I don't know if she is now or not, mm-hmm. though it would not surprise me. Um, but she was just like, she was like, uh, another one of the guys. She was like, she like climbed trees and, and looked at, at, at bugs and wasn't, you know, grossed out by dirt. And, and these are all things that I really valued as a, as a child. And to have another child named Eliza Habiger who also kind of felt that way, it was a good feeling. I really could have used a friend like Eliza Haberger to convince that kid the girls peed out of their butts. She, like, if, if anybody peed out of their butt, it might have been Eliza Haberger. I feel like she would have, like, confirmed the lie to that kid. Mm. I remember who it was now. Her brother, Simon Haberger, yeah, was an insufferable prick. Okay. But I didn't have those words Yeah, when I was eight. So I was just like, ah, you're kind of mean. Yeah. Then I met him again in college, and he had... Uh, How's he, he doing, then? He mansplained Jimi Hendrix to me. But you're both men. I know. <laughs> I still don't like Simon Habiger, mm-hmm. but I love Eliza Habiger. Speaking of Habigers, which sounds like a Hobbit name. Yeah. Like the Halffoots, the Brandywines, the Harfleets, and the Habigers. Yeah. Uh, we were going to talk a little more about, about the, the Rings of Power. Yes. We ought to. And at this point, another one came out that we haven't seen yet. We've seen the first two at this point. Right. We haven't seen the new one yet. So sorry if we're behind. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of what elves do, from what I've learned from all the movies... To be fair, you're notoriously anti-elf. I don't like elves. 
I have tried. I like dwarves. I I, I, well, feel we, like, I think we also have figured out that you're a dwarf, and that's why you hate no, us. No, no, we haven't figured out. I, th- that I think that's no, a that's a thing no, that's happened on the podcast multiple times in the past. That, that, that a lot of a, your elf hatred dates back to the fact that you're a dwarf. That is propaganda. Which the rings of power it comes from a time back before they hate I each other so much. I don't have this is something my wife. Is trying to push into the general. No, it, it felt it felt like clearly subtext. No. After a certain amount of anti-elf rants, I feel like we figured it out as a podcast. I don't feel like I feel like y'all decided, and nobody's asked me. Like nobody Makes talks a lot to, of sense. Nobody talks to old Willie and says, "Old Willie, how do you feel?" They're all like, "Oh, old Willie feels this way." Because you're a dwarf. And old Willie feels that way, and old Willie is a dwarf. Well, you've talked about the ways you felt, and most of them are anger towards elves. Anybody who's paying attention should be angry at elves. I mean, that's the fundamental fucking fact that nobody wants to talk about in Middle-earth lore is that elves are single-handedly responsible for most of the bad shit that goes down because they're the most well-placed to deal with it, and they don't. Well, they deal with a lot of it. They, They fight all those wars. I mean, they're there. They they're, the ones that, they're the ones doing a lot of the heavy lifting in the first age. Well, I mean, heavy lifting in first age, heavy lifting wasn't anything like third age heavy lifting. It's true, but a lot of them had left by that point. Well, exactly. Because they'd, they'd already done two two ages of heavy lifting. Which and is like, why we say, the old elven saying, when the going gets tough, the elves go west. Well, after, after 8,000 years... I mean, right. I mean, think about it. you're you're in your forties now. How tired are you? What if you were eight thousand years old? Oh God! And you'd had to defeat I three really, dark lords. I kind of feel like that's kind of an unfair analogy, <laughs> uh, but but still, uh, I mean, I am tired. Don't uh-huh. get me wrong. Uh, I just feel like like what were you the challenges of, of your life in your twenties and thirties, and now in your forties? Each I was, of those is a dark lord. Like, aren't you about ready to go to the Undying Lands? Aren't oh, you man. ready to go to, to elf heaven uh, in, the, in, the, in the bosom of the gods? I'm not. I, no, no. I think you... you Neither like, was Galadriel, an elf, who was like, I got to do more fucking okay. amazing shit. I'm already like thousands of years old. So let's, I'm not done yet. Let's talk about this. Although she did have to literally swim, like, I don't yeah. know how long, which that's the thing. I'm like, only an elf can swim that far. Right. Oh, and and uh, Matt Williams, uh, he swam. He swam the channel. Yeah, uh, but he was in Little Britain. And like, look at that map. Like, there's a whole lot of sea there, and they went to the yeah. edge of it. Well, maybe maybe the edge of heaven. Here's what I think. Maybe elf boats are just real slow, and she was only like, you know, a couple hundred feet. Look shore. at the map, though. The map. There's a whole lot of sea on that map on the uh, on the western you know, side. It, it could be one of those like elf made. There, and there's no like. Here's the gates to heaven. Anywhere you got to go past the edge of the map. Mm. Anyway, my point is uh, that 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 part elves problem. Like the only ones still like. Hey, there's still a dark lord problem. Okay, so let's talk about the dude that came out of the meteor because. Uh, I think he's a uh, wizard. Well, and I agree. I don't know which wizard he is. He might be a new wizard because we don't know about wizards happening at this time in the world. Maybe they sent one wizard in the second age that we haven't heard about yet. It's weird, though, that there's a couple weird, like, evil things that happened when he was using magic. But I also don't know 
if that's they're not supposed to use too much magic. Right. So part of me is like maybe he's just throwing so much magic around because you know what the fuck's going on. Maybe he's yeah, and he's, it's and it's causing evil shit to happen because there's evil shit nearby and it's like matching the le- power level he's putting out. It's I don't know. It's pretty fascinating the 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 magic that that like Gandalf does because it's not it's, it's pretty basic level. I mean, so there's some he's light not allowed to do there. too much. He's just supposed to be like, hey, you guys, you want to go fight a dark lord with me? You guys, yeah. It's it's a it's a weird dichotomy. It's like he gets, get, he, they get roughly handicapped. Really, I mean, just because they're. It seems like Saruman can use all the magic. Well, know? but he's evil. By the time he's using all the magic, he feels like he's doing right. bad stuff. Right. So he's not paying attention to what the gods told him to do. Mm. That's why they didn't want him to be in charge. They wanted Gandalf to be in charge, and Gandalf's like, "That's too much pressure." And Saruman's like, "I'll do it," or whatever the fuck they were called when they were still angels before they came to Middle Earth. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. the. But uh, Gandalf was it Mithrandir? Mithrandir, yeah, yeah. But I don't remember Saruman's name starts with a C. That's what I remember. But I don't remember how it works. Chewy. It should have been Chewy. It would have been cool if it was Chewy. I agree. There would have been a little bit of a Star Wars universe, uh, multiverse it's thing true. going Other on. Then it would have been like a a weird Star Wars stole it from Tolkien, the way that still having like a somewhat bumbling Sam who becomes a hero in Game of Thrones feels like a real easy Tolkien lift. Yeah, yeah. I was glad that I, I, I heard that I, I finally heard that, that George R. R. Martin like admitted he lifted a lot of the Game of Thrones plot from the Wars of the Roses because mm. it is straight Wars of the Roses, and it was nice to hear him be like, "Yeah, no, I just did, I lifted this history." Really, I feel like it was even already established. It was like this is what it is. Clearly, he yeah, just hadn't yeah. said it yet. Well, and it's a, it's a little bit of it's actually it's a little bit of the is in the, the House of the Dragon like fucking what's her name Princess Margaret or whatever like there there's a I know a succession like controversy at a certain point there that it seems like it's mimicking pretty strongly. Mm-hmm. Check out the Noble Blood podcast; it's good and it talks about fucked up royal and nobility stories from old. Times. There are a lot of like really cool like actual English history stories that that aren't uh, that aren't Game of Thrones but uh, are really pretty interesting like Stephen and Mary a couple of like like a, 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 Mary was supposed to be queen and Stephen was supposed to be like they were they were brother and sister one of them was supposed to have the throne and they kept just fucking going after each other for a long time and Stephen like captured Mary a couple of times. And she kept getting the fuck away, and uh, finally, like, like she got away and started a rebellion. He shows up at her door, and he's like, "Okay, I'm king now. I'm King Stephen." And then he got it, and I think he lasted a year or two, and then he died. But uh, it was kind of fun. At one point, he had her captured, and she managed to make a daring tower escape, and like climb down from a tower, get onto a horse, ride off, and then start a rebellion. There's a lot of rebellions back then. A lot of rebellions. I mean, you got basically like people were more politically active. They were, you know, and, and a lot of times in the form of rebellions or putting down rebellions. I remember naively thinking, like when I was a, a kid, like like thinking about like like Mary Queen of Scots and and um, and and you know and Elizabeth and and how ludicrous it must be to die for something you believe in. And, uh, and and the older we get, the more I'm like, oh, God, it might happen again. But I always, I always felt like the, 
That'd be weird. Like, just for being Catholic or Protestant, you could get yourself killed. Seems like a lot of pressure for an invisible dude in the sky that... Yeah. That really you both believe in the same one. It's just more about how you choose to interpret that belief. Very similar ones, especially yeah. at that point. Wasn't like wasn't like kind of a, a, a Muslim uh, Christian thing. Yeah, or, or it's still or, same God, but yeah, or even a, like Christians being awful to Jewish folks thing. It was like uh, still it's the same. It's Christianity, mm-hmm. just different types of Christianity. It's like, are you a Peter guy or a Paul guy? You know, let's let's talk. One way you're fucked. Anyway, that's a really fun story. I like. Anyway, I think the Meteor Man's a wizard. What do you think? I think it's fucking Gandalf, and I think time... I think it might be. I don't know. I don't know. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. They said a whole lot of he's not Gandalf publicly, and maybe they're lying, but they've said it a bunch of times. But I'm I'm definitely thinking he's a wizard, and I feel like Gandalf just feels like, oh, why not have Gandalf there? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he goes for a minute to, like, check out that one thing and comes back, and that's when he's like, I don't want to be in charge next time. (laughs) <laughs> it was weird there. I'm, uh, I'm also just the fact that he's hanging out with hobbits or early hobbits, pre hobbits, and he loves hobbits, and it would make sense if he's like, "Oh yeah, I've known those motherfuckers for thousands of years. They're cool." I know our all articles are clickbait right now, and so I I, I try to like take on those you know woke uh, rings of power articles with a a grain of salt because I know a lot of it's like. People are just trying to drive ratings. The weirdest ones are where the ones who are like, there were no black people in medieval England. It's like, one, yes, there were, and two, weird. They were, right. <laughs> like, what are you... <laughs> <laughs> and also, this is your hill? Like, this is where you're gonna... To, to especially be like, and so there shouldn't be in the works of Tolkien. Right. It's like, one, it's a made-up world. <laughs> like, right. Like, vaguely, like, analogous. <laughs> but... Pretty unanalogous. Yeah. Well, it was, it was all it was all Norse mythology. Uh, mm. Shut up. It's not even. It's a lot of old English shit. Yeah. On top of that, you know, did I tell you that, that when I was uh, living in England, we went to a horrific uh, event called the Clothes Show to sell jewelry, uh, which was just like basically a huge show for like. 15, 16 year old girls to get their, to drag their parents to, to buy crap from stalls like ours. And, uh, but we stayed outside of Birmingham in a little bed and breakfast that was, uh, where Tolkien was one of the homes that Tolkien had growing up. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually read The Hobbit in, in, in that place because I thought I was like, well, this will be really exciting to read The Hobbit in, in one of Tolkien's childhood homes. Yeah, and yeah, it, it, it. I mean, I don't know if I get, garnered any inspiration, but it was kind of fun, uh, and it was one that they. Uh, that I, I listened to a podcast recently about Tolkien, and it was talking about that house and like how that house was kind of. It, it, he was a teenager when he was living there, and they moved into Birmingham so he could attend a better school in Birmingham, but it was like a kind of a country home. Uh, as his last like country home before he moved into the big cities and the mm-hmm. industry, and so all of that like Shire versus Saruman shit like started the genesis of that was there in in that uh, in that time in that place. That was kind of interesting. That is interesting. I feel like I feel like I need to lay on the line. We've been moving through uh, fantasy nerd talk for two episodes. 
And I feel like like my takeaway watching those two shows are that I like the Lord of the Rings one better. But they're both starting a little slow, but I don't I don't know if I like it better because it's better or because I care more about the world that I'm getting to see in live action. Yeah. Whereas like the, the Game of Thrones world of hundred and seventy years earlier than the Game of Thrones, I don't care about as much. I haven't read any of the books. I don't know any of the stories about anything about that time. Whereas we're getting to see some stuff we haven't seen after six movies of them fucking about in Middle Earth. And so while part of it is moving at a similar pace that's maybe a little bit slower than I would love, but you're setting things up. Especially with the talk one, I'm like, that's just how that shit's paced. Yeah. It feels genuine to pace it like this. But I feel like what's making up for it as I'm waiting for it to kick into high gear is seeing a bunch of shit that it's like, Hey, we've never been to this part of the world a bunch of times. Well, I I should go down smoother. You know, I'm 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 uh, I'm I'm a, a huge fan of your work. I'm a huge fan of your the, like the stuff we read is mostly the same. I, I am a little disappointed that you haven't uh, kicked into the George R. R. Martin stuff, only because it like the first. I hit a point of as it, as it was a show that I was watching. Yeah. A lot of times, if, if there's both the physical watchable thing and a written thing existing, I would rather watch the thing first because the written thing is going to have a lot more shit going on and go more deep. Yeah. And so I would rather watch watch the thing not knowing what's going to happen where so the suspense builds in a certain way and also that uh, things that I'm going to find out about I'm gonna I'm gonna lose some surprises, but there's gonna be a bunch of other content in the written version that's mm-hmm. not in the film version. So there will still be new things and surprises yeah. to read it after. And so at a certain point, I was like, I'm gonna wait till he finishes them to read them. And he's never gonna finish them, so no. I don't know if I'm ever gonna read them. <laughs> I, and, and I hear you on that. At that point, when I, I made that I, decision, it still seemed like he still put one more book out after when I was like, I'll wait till he puts all the books out to read it. It's or especially I was almost like. Because that was early seasons, and so I was just like, I'll wait. And now I'm like, maybe at some point I'll get around to reading them before he puts them all out. Because, again, I don't think he's putting them all out. <laughs> I mean, he has to work real hard Especially, real here's the thing, I don't know what he's going to do now. Because I know they knew certain things about how it ended, and people were so mad. So is he just going to have to be like, I have to completely figure out a new ending like, from where we are now. <laughs> like, because some of these things I was going to do... Yeah. I was going to take my time and do it right, but I was still going to do some of these things. Do I change it? Do I make it work better? Like, what do I do? I've got to figure out how to make people less mad about how this all turned out. There's also a little bit of that, I think. Again, there's still that, like, sour taste in your mouth of them fucking up the last season. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. In the in the House of the Dragon one. I'm almost like, when are you going to fuck this up? <laughs> <laughs> like, I trust them less. I'm less interested in the overall... I like some stuff that's going on. I like some people in it, but I I feel a little like I want these characters to be. I don't know. I feel like in the first episode of the Game of Thrones, you were introduced to a bunch of characters, but in an interesting way of like some of them are traveling to meet these other ones, and so there's to a certain degree like none of the none of their children know each other. Only the adults know each other, so they are working their way through introductions. You're working your way through like what are the personalities of these characters. You're getting conflicts in certain places, friendships in other ones. Yeah. And then you've got, like, a nice a nice fucking uh, surprise of 
Like, I haven't been surprised about the things. I was reading something about House of the Dragon the other day where they're like, the twist endings, and I'm like, those were obvious things that were going to happen. Like, he was obviously, we already knew from the previews that he was going to change who was going to be his heir, because right. I was in, like, all the trailers to this show, so that's not a fucking twist. That's a yeah. that's a main story point that creates why a series is happening, yeah. not why we're not paying attention to this time. And then there was the, like, him deciding to marry the uh, princess's friend instead of the other person. I was just like, that just seemed like the thing we were building to this literally this entire time. The only thing that's weird about it is the, like, I don't even know that he, it's more than she's my friend. And that's why yeah, I'm going to marry yeah, her. Yeah, Because we, we have cool hangs sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> not, I care about her. Also, she's not a literal child. I guess is maybe the other yeah, thing. I thought. The, I thought the actual. I, I honestly, I felt like the scene where he was walking with the child mm-hmm. and like they were having the conversation. That was far more shocking than any mm-hmm. anything else in the actual series, including Wieners getting cut off, which was supposed to be shocking. But it's like we've been. We've through, also seen Wieners we, get we, cut we, off. We, I right, haven't seen get cut off, but enough of it to be like. <laughs> We've seen the same amount of them being cut off. We just didn't see the thing get thrown in, like, a plate or whatever the fuck they did. Right, right. Also, we've been watching crabs eat people for, like, uh, several scenes before we see wieners cut off. And I'm like, both things are pretty terrible. I don't know. Weird crab villain is just weird. I don't know what to think about crab villain. I, I mean, I kind of I kind of like him, but I... I I'm interested like, in him. Yeah, I'm like, what what... Why but is I'm also your, like, where is this going? Why is that your go-to? <laughs> is it like, how is... He seems... Crab villain seems... Here's what my thoughts... seems labor-intensive. Crab villain seems like the villain you deal with before the real villain. <laughs> crab, right. crab villain seems like the... You're going to wrap up crab villain by halfway through this first season and then realize there's a bigger problem that crab villain was like the regional version of or i just feel like like on your docket on your your captain's log you're like how do i break down terrorizing shipping lanes versus like feeding people to crabs i mean i, I and it feels like you're spending an exorbitant amount of time it's a lot of work to, to, to not just disrupt not, shipping lanes but to create Right. A, va- a vast, like, beachfront of people being eaten by crabs. Yeah, like, mean, literally, it seems to the point where they're not killing anybody when they capture these boats. They're right. just capturing them and, and feeding them all to crabs. At that point, There's so many just, motherfuckers on that beach being yeah, eaten by crabs. Yeah, just, like, a glorified like, did you crab, not kill anybody? Crab hand. <laughs> Until crabs? Right. No, it's problematic. It's weird. Yep. It's you a heard weird it, situation. You heard it here first, folks. Crab handling. It's also weird in that it, like, is not mirrored by anything we've seen in this world before. Right. It's not like, we haven't run into, like, a, a weird, like, it's, it's honestly like a comic book supervillain that's crab-themed in a way of, like, <laughs> I'm going to disrupt your shipping lanes, but I'm going to do it weird and fucked up, and I'm going right. to wear weird crab armor and be a crab man about it. Right. It, that's right. why it's, it's like, it's always just been, like, rich people fighting each other to get the throne. Yeah. And it's weird that there's, like, crab man. Even, like, the king beyond the wall was still just a dude leading an army who wants to get, like... Certain right. rights for his people. This is just a weird crab man who likes to murder sailors, and it's very different. And I don't know that it's different in a good way or not. 
And I feel like you would have heard the story even hundreds of years Someone later. Someone would have talked about the weird uh, crab man crab that man. haunted yeah, shipping yeah, lines yeah, for a while. You feel like you would have, yeah. or, or they're going to deal with him too fast for it, and then it's like, well, then why are we dealing with this? It's like yeah. a large, seemingly large plot point. Yeah. What are your thoughts on crab man? Yeah. Hashtag. Not as good as the, the, the fucking my name is Earl crab man, for sure. That's my yeah. take. I would have liked it better if he was a pirate terrorizing shipping lanes and not this weird crab man. I don't respect this crab man. Not my hashtag. Not my crab man. That's hard. The fact that you're bringing that down now—that's. I don't use a lot of hashtags. You don't. But join, now I am. Join the movement. Hashtag not, not my, my crab, crab man. man. Solidarity, brother. Uh, double deuce. We've, we've fooled around long enough. <laughs> we were supposed to do a sports corner, but it's 30 minutes. We're not doing it. It's not happening. Blame blame the false crab man. Yep. I blame him. Always. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thanks for listening. I don't know how you did, but if you're trying to listen to more, we're everywhere. Libsyn, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, fucking everywhere. That's right. Wherever fine podcasts are made, we'll be there. Also, you can reach out to us on social medias. We're at Double Deuce Pod on Twitter. We're at Double Deuce Podcast on Facebook. And our email is DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to support us, get our Patreon on patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah we got all kinds of stuff on there we got me talking about things i'm seeing we got extra minis that like the minis you find in the decaduces we got will singing or if you want to pay for him not to sing there is a way to pay for no singing the world's your oyster all kinds of stuff all kinds of stuff so much stuff that's patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah yeah Sorry, when you're like, wherever five podcasts are found, I just kept thinking about that Tom Jones speech at the end of Grapes Wrath. It's like, well, there's a cop beating on a fine podcast. We'll be there. <laughs> Double deuce. Good episode.